guys, welcome to Ringsiders Wrestling, Jamie and Callum, and we are joined today by the shooter, Killian McMurphy. Hello, Killian, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Glad to be here. Yeah, great, thank you. Um, I've actually been looking forward to this interview. Uh, when Jamie said he'd been speaking to you, uh, we were saying about getting you on the show. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, man. I'm stoked to be here. So how's how is uh, how's life treating you today, Killian? Where, whereabouts are you anyway? Sorry. Um, I'm in Delaware right now, but I'm actually about to leave to head up to. I mean, I, I guess I probably shouldn't give the location. <laughs> One of those aping deals, but I'm heading up to a place much more populated than this to do a to do a taping for a company later today. Very vague, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can't even, it seems like, give away the state that you're doing these things at. Yeah, so pe- people rough. know, don't they? They're not stupid. They can guess where you're going. <laughs> right, yeah. You put two and two together, it'll probably drop by the time this comes out. Well, how's, how's <laughs> life been for you in the last few months, then? Obviously, um, as we've, we've spoken to quite a few people recently, the pandemic's hit everybody in the same way. Wrestling's been turned on its head. But people are finding a way to keep busy, uh, keep wrestling. How have you been? Have you um, how have you found it adjusting to the pandemic and wrestling? Um, it was definitely tough at first. Um, you feel like you don't have a creative outlet mm. at all. But, I mean, besides like the you know supplementing of the income and stuff like that. I mean, from an, just a an purely artistic standpoint, like not being able to express yourself is so so frustrating so it it was just filming little promos and like uh the the school that unfortunately financial problems had shut down now but my school at the time when um the quarantine first happened they did like a little promo tournament um tapings eventually were a thing like i mentioned earlier where it's like there's no fans um pro wrestling magic finally just had fans back yeah Sunday, I think. Yeah, it was Sunday, but at a limited capacity. So we're slowly, slowly getting there. But, you know, as soon as you wrestle for the first time, it just feels like there's a weight off your shoulders. Oh, I can imagine it, it being like wrestling for the first time again, uh, especially if some people have spoken to haven't even had the chance to to train during the downtime. So when they've gone back in the ring, it seemed like they're taking the bumps for the first time again. So I can imagine like even getting in front of a crowd again must feel incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, ab- absolutely. I was lucky enough to um, be going fairly regularly once they opened back up um, to the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo, ran by Fumi and Cheeseburger up in Philly. And that's oh, like yeah. a fantastic school. But before that, I, like I said, the school that I had been going down here in Delaware, um, the place that they were renting from was basically like hey i know you don't have students right now but we still need your rent and they were like well we can't do that so our whole crew much like a lot of groups of students right now are kind of you know sailors without a ship so to yeah. speak yeah yeah i've heard nothing but good things about the uh the school in philly run by cheeseburger uh so many good things coming out of there. Uh, we had the chance to speak to Ophidian um, a couple of months ago, and he was singing high praises for the school as well. Uh, what's your experience been like uh, training there? 
Um, just cheeseburger and sumi are just both a absolute wealth of knowledge. Like yeah. I have learned more and I, I've been to some decent wrestling schools, but I've learned more in my few months there. You know, I, I, I don't know if this is accurate, but it feels like I've learned more there than I've have other places in a very short period of time. Yeah, the, the, there's some really good students coming out of that place. And I think Cheeseberg is a very underrated trainer. And I didn't even know he was a trainer until a few months ago. Uh, but the amount of people just saying is it's a really good place to go. And they can't recommend it enough. Uh, what's been the biggest difference training there from places you've trained before? Do you feel like it's just a mentality thing? Like, do you find this is a place that you fit better than training schools? Um. Not necessarily. In, in fact, I would go as far to say that personally, I think my my personality might have been a better fit at the more old school style right. training facilities that I was at before. But from a like a advanced technique and a thinking about professional wrestling on a higher level, like there's very few that are comparable to cheeseburger. And the the cardio drills that Sumi puts you through and the shoot wrestling that Sumi puts you through are absolutely brutal. So it's just it's just honestly on a whole nother level than most things I've done before. I suppose that helps with the the nickname the shooter then. Uh if you could do yeah. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until somebody like uh Bellator's Matt Mikowski gets in there and beats the shit out of you for six minutes. Yeah, well, that's gonna help, isn't it? <laughs> just hang it up at that point. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to ask, actually, as well, Killian, obviously, with the name The Shooter. Is, is that something you've always been interested in, like the, the fight scene, like fighting, wrestling? Is that something you've always been into? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have the amateur background. I, I uh, wrestled for three years, and I played football for three years, and I have the athletic background. I never formally fought as far as mixed martial arts, but I have you know, had trainers in the past with jujitsu backgrounds that have really influenced my style of professional wrestling. So it, it has always been fascinating for as long as I can remember. Honestly, I can't say that I watch every UFC pay-per-view, but I do follow and I do immensely respect. I mean, Matt Mikowski pitched me his finish the other day and I said, oh, the Mighty Mouse thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, the Mighty Mouse thing. <laughs> I feel like everybody should have that at least base level of actual combat. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. I think we've yeah definitely touched on that before. The fact that you've got real fight experience or trained with people with real fight experience means you know how to present professional wrestling as a real fight, which is, to me, and I'm sure Jamie, how it should be presented because that's what you're trying to emulate when you wrestle is a real fight. So at least you've got the, the fundamentals of how to structure that together. Yeah, and absolutely, and I I don't think you have to be the biggest badass in the world, and I definitely never claim to be the biggest badass or a badass by any means, but I feel like it is so beneficial to know at least how to make it look like what you're doing is a struggle. Yeah. And, and really put in the effort and, and realize how the body would move under actual duress, I feel yeah. like. I, I get you. Uh, it's little things like even knowing how to do a good lockup, I think. Um, right, yeah. How to make it seem like you're actually trying to jockey for position and not just, not just like you see people doing 
lockups just for the sake of it, it seems sometimes. And it's not taking anything away from them. It's just that I think um, it's not trained in school sometimes how to properly present certain things, certain basics as a struggle. No, it's and it's it's so important. I feel like every school should have an, somebody like Sumi in there. Yeah. To bring us, ground us, so to speak, and bring us down to reality. Have you always been a fan then of of professional wrestling? Is it something you've always actually wanted to do, or is it like, what was what was your journey like? Um, when I was a young, very very young kid, I loved wrestling. Like, there's a video of me as a baby, and I'm like bouncing in a high chair, and I'm watching The Undertaker on TV. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's so funny. It's wrestling has been, you know, it's like I worded it like this on another podcast the other day it's like knowing how to work a computer it's just kind of always been a thing in my yeah. life like I don't okay. yeah learning about this thing um but i you know like anybody you're end of in any fandom really you fall kind of in and out of love with it mm. and you know high school hits and i kind of fell out of it there for a while but then once kind of college i guess sophomore year is when daniel bryan started getting really hot and yeah. huge inspiration on me it is would you say someone you base your style on then because he's kind of like that shoot style technical wrestler too very old school is he someone you looked up to when you were starting your training yeah no absolutely and um it, his is always i think a little flashier than what i do but the intensity is there in the intent and the background is there and like i like i said before it might not be an actual background but at least the knowledge and awareness of a background is there yeah yeah i mean i i I saw a photo today i was looking at some photos of you getting a bit of research and i literally the first photo i i I came up and i was like shit i'm looking at daniel bryan and i was like oh no it's killian there's a resemblance there as well but i'm is yeah, <laughs> that's funny. A um, a woman at work who's not not a wrestling fan at you know my shoot job was back before we were remote. Like called me into her office and she was she looked at me and she said my actual name really intensely and I was like, oh my god, I'm in trouble. She was like, I was flipping through the channels last night and I saw this guy and she flipped her phone around and it was Daniel Bryan. And it, was during, <laughs> it was during his heel run and and he was she was like. And he was just complaining away, and it was so annoying. I just said, I hope this isn't what he does. I said, well, man, that's exactly what I feel. Hey, there could be, there's worse people to be confused for. Um, at least as a former, like, four-time world champion, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and at this point in wrestling, not a pedophile. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's the main one, to be fair. Yeah. It's about the best I, thing to be in <laughs> so obviously I'm guessing if we're talking like dream matches is Daniel Bryan one of, one of them for you then um Daniel Bryan of of definitely um Brock Lesnar like I would love to just sell for Brock Lesnar just seems like such a fucking dream and just so easy to do um and it, that that's a number one dream match. It really always has. Well, that's another thing, though. One of my favorite Lesnar matches and my favorite Daniel Bryan matches was Bryan versus Lesnar, just because of how they managed to make it seem like Bryan was 
a legitimate threat to Lesnar. And at parts, Lesnar was even scared of Brian, you know, and he was just stomping on his head. Like, I, I love that the, the mix of styles between those two just worked so well. Yeah, yeah. And another one I always go back to is uh, Brock and Seth from Battleground. Yeah. A few summers ago. Um, I guess that was probably fucking five summers ago now at this point. But um, is that the one where the Undertaker came out at the end? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when Seth just kept getting German and German and German, like yeah. that was a, a clinic, I think, on both those guys' parts. Because it's the same deal, you know. You go in thinking, I think Seth was like in his heel run at the time, so you're like this smarmy little heel is going to get beat up. But then by the end, he hit like three curb stomps or whatever, and yeah. it just like really seemed like he might. That's it, yeah. I mean, I, I, get, I think Brock Lesnar gets a lot of stick as well from people, but, I mean, the guy can really work, and he can work with anybody. Um, and especially, you see, with the smaller guys like Brian and, and AJ Styles and that, he seems to work so well with those guys. Yeah, he's, like, past being, like, the legitimacy, past being just, like, an awesome name, he's, like, the last of a bygone era. Of like this OVW style training yeah. and like just a different non non PC yeah. version of WWE training and not PC like political correctness but like non performance center yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's you know non PC too at the end of at the end yeah, of the day I mean, the, the thing he did with Orton where he just like made him bleed like that's that's incredible. That's art. To oh, it's me. pretty old school and uh, non PC, to be fair. <laughs> he is. I mean, he just. I mean, I've always said this. I mean, Brock Lesnar. He he literally. I'm watching the TV, and I feel intimidated when that guy comes out on the TV. I'm like, this guy could kill me if he wanted to kill me. He's just that good. He's that believable. I'm um, also an amazing seller as well, which is really underrated for like. He can really sell. And I don't just mean take a bump. I mean, he can make things look believable. And yeah. It, I just don't get how someone like Brock Lesnar can come across like he's ever in trouble. But like even when he was against AJ Styles and he's got him in the calf killer, I actually thought Brock might tap just by his facial expressions. He's, he's, he's so good. Yeah, um, what comes to mind for me is the um, that first Goldberg spear where he was, like, selling like he had punctured a lung. Yeah. Like, like, he couldn't even breathe or couldn't even, like, turn around. And, like, just within that, like, you know, three seconds, it was just, man, like, that's a master class, too. Like, what just an absolute god of professional wrestling. Yeah. Well, I would pay good money, Killian, to see you and Brock Lesnar go one-on-one. I think that is a, a match I would love to see. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'll try to larry at him seven or eight times. I'll try not. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, obviously, I know. Obviously, we were talking about obviously Daniel Bryan being influenced and all that. But when did you actually decide to get into wrestling? I mean, who who was you trained by? Um, I was originally trained by Dirty Sunny Deeds, who's a wrestler here in Delaware. Um, it's funny because he's actually a paranormal youtube explorer now and he's about 50 50 times the star that he ever was in professional wrestling now that he's on youtube right so I, give, I give him crap all the time about you know you never should have you never you, know, you should have been doing this the whole time this that, what, you know. what's the channel because uh, that's one that 
I kind of want to check out now. <laughs> I think it's just called Sunny Deeds. I mean, he's going to give me hell for not getting his plug right, but I think it's just called Sunny Deeds or maybe Dirty Sunny Deeds. Sunny Deeds. Okay, I'll have, a, I'll have a look because that's the kind of channel I like on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man. He, uh, he, he explores all kinds of weird places like old abandoned mental asylums and places like that. But, no, he, he is a very old school for when his wrestling philosophy very old school trainer um a lot of bumps a lot of fundamentals a lot of roles um i basically word of mouth kind of just started messaging local wrestlers on facebook like hey do you know school do you know school do you know school and that's how i eventually ended up at um at the time it was called spine busters yeah the names i have heard the name sunny deeds and i mean i can't say i'm too familiar but the name does ring a bell I see what you mean. It, he definitely is doing well for himself. He's got 71,000 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. I'm a, he's my roommate, too. I'm afraid he's, <laughs> he's going to feel good about himself. We can't have that. Funny story, because I mean, me and Calm are very much into that kind of stuff, like the, the whole paranormal, occult kind of stuff. And we were at one point going to do a podcast, um, a weekly podcast with Vampiro, um, of all people. And it just seems to have, Vampiro seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth at the moment. It was his um, idea, and then he disappeared, but be that as it may. But, I yeah, I mean... I say I'm showered. No, no, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, wait, what happened after your training with Sonny Deeds then? How long was it before uh, you started training to making your Ring Ring debut? Um, about seven months i started in so pretty soon yeah 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 yeah. it wasn't too bad now was i fully ready in all aspects i don't think you really ever are i was gonna say is ever is anyone ever really ready for the first match (laughs) no no i was i wrestled a cowboy in an all denim outfit named angus bedford ah cool so (laughs) it's like when when you were a trainee You've got like a certain amount of gimmicks you can pick from. Cowboy is always one of them. Yes, yes, yes. They they do love giving the cowboy or the superhero. Yeah. Or like the karate master or like, you know, there's the religious the gim- gimmick, the the uh, the the badass religious gimmick. Um, right. Yeah. Right. The, the shitty high school wrestler gimmick. Yeah. Or just the guy that. who wears plebbers and kick pads, but doesn't actually have a gimmick. <laughs> oh, that's everybody. Yeah. Obviously, there's always a dancer, because I know Vince, Vince, someone always said Vince McMahon likes a dancer. Um, hence, Fandango was given that gimmick. You know, Vince wanted a dancer. So there's always that as well. There's always, like you said, there's always the cowboy. The biggest um, drop ball in WWE history, not making Fandango WWE champion, but that's a completely separate podcast I could do. Uh, <laughs> I could speak about that all day. Well, hour 30 on the rise and fall of Fandango. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, seriously, yeah, that, that'll be a podcast Callum will be doing on his own, by the way. Well, <laughs> just <talking. laughs> and, that, and I love Fandango, but I, I, I can't talk for an hour, and, an hour and 30 on why Fandango is not the WWE champion. Um, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Callum have that one. <laughs> well, Speak, moving away from Fandango, then let's speak yeah, about yeah, something yeah. that could um, actually happen. Um, Killian McMurphy, and 
you were saying like you can't tell us where you're going, uh, where you're traveling to, uh, which leaves us to speculate. Um, is obviously there's a few places right now that we could realistically see you pop up, and one that's on everyone's radar is AEW. Is that something which you have your eyes on too? Especially now they've got AEW Dark, where they are bringing in a lot of local talent and outside independent talent. Is that something you're interested in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always want that opportunity to shine on a television stage. I mean, everybody in their head is just thinking, like, just get me in front of that camera one time. I just need to get in front of that camera one time. So, absolutely, always. That has happened, though, like, especially with AEW Dark during the pandemic, using the independent wrestlers for, um, even if it's just enhancement matches, some of them have actually gone on to get signed. Um, like Will Hobbs, for example, he was just coming in as a an enhancement talent, but now he's fully signed to AEW. So there's been a huge, well, some huge success stories on AEW Dark and AEW Dynamite. So, yeah, I think it's on everyone's radar right now. Yeah, for sure. You'd be silly to not have yeah. it on your I mean, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, Killian, it's not like you don't know somebody who works there already, is it? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do know a couple of people that work there for sure. <laughs> I would, I would love to see that. I mean, obviously, um, have you got anything planned coming up as well? I mean, any more indie shows at the moment? Or, um, I definitely do want to plug um on IWTV Camp Leapfrog two things that go bump in the ring. Um, we had a ton of fun on the first Camp Leapfrog. Um, I had a Are You Afraid of the Dark Day against the violence. I got put through a door, and there wasn't even anything on the other side of the door. I couldn't believe it. Not another room, not, not, the, not the Monsters, Inc. bedroom, nothing. There was nothing, um, except the loss. Um, so how do you win that match? Is it just a, a street fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got pinned. I got put through the door and pinned. Spoiler. Well, at least it was the finish, then. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I wanted to take a bump in the campfire, but it wasn't logistically possible. No, <laughs> all good for your health. Yeah, well, you look at Are You Afraid of the Dark Death Match? I mean, that's the, that's the first thing you would think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's that or getting dragged under the bed or, you know, a ventriloquist dummy or something like that. I, 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 I really need to watch this. I, I need to watch this as soon as we end this call. Oh, yeah, it's on uh, independent wrestling television, IWTV, uh, Camp Leapfrog. It's an absolute blast. It's like a 90s-themed, all these wrestlers are away at camp. It's like um, almost like a cinematic-style movie wrestling show. It's really, really interesting. I, I love that. If there's, if there's one thing, the it sucks that there's a pandemic happening, but it's forced wrestling to think outside the box creatively. And there's so many companies trying this especially independence trying this cinematic style. And it's, it's really working. It's one thing I'd love to see stick around even afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, you notice the companies that adapt are the companies that succeed, just like yeah. the wrestlers. Like, um, uh, this new IWTV Camp Leaf Frog 2, it comes out uh, on the 29th, um, a couple of days before Halloween. But it's really exciting because... The company, High Tension Wrestling, that was going to put it on, their first show was supposed to be late March. So, of course, it never happened. Mm. But then, then they get in talks with Chris Levin, um, the referee, and 
and um, IWTV, the staff over there, and they eventually make Camp Leapfrog happen, which is, you know, on the biggest streaming service, not called the WWE Network. Yeah. So it's like bigger than any first show they could have had. It's incredible. I'm I'm thinking uh, peace and at my house, Callum. We're, we're gonna have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. Um, Definitely, it's so much fun. Um, um, blank is on this new one. Um, abs, which is hilarious. It's still life. They're incredibly talented. Cheeseburgers on the first one. Um, Dustin and Miles, my goons. I have to plug them. They're on there. <laughs> a lot, a lot of really talented guys. Man, I, I love it. Um, and obviously, we always ask people this as well, Killian. Obviously, when the pandemic's over, um, could we potentially see you come over to the UK? I would love to. Tell all your promoters to book me, and I would love. I would love to. I've worked for um, LDN when they were oh, over really? here. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. LDN, yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? There was a a royal kind of gimmick guy there called uh, Richard. Pal- Richard Parliament, I think it was. Um, he wrestled for LDN. Um, but yeah, they were a good company. I actually quite enjoyed them when they were around. Yeah, yeah, no, and they, they ran a lot, didn't they? Didn't they run very, very often? But they, yeah, they... they ran quite often because there, there wasn't many wrestling promotions around uh, while LDN were operating. But now we've got like one in every town, one uh, promotion everywhere now. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame that LDN uh, closed shop. But yeah, if you, I'm sure if you do come over, you wouldn't struggle to find work. There's just so many good promotions yeah. in the UK now. Yeah, I, I, I say to every guest, Killian, you you come over here to do a tour of the UK. You're going to be here for three months because every city's got a promotion. You're just gonna you're gonna go, go from town to town to town. Dude. I wouldn't advise being here for three months. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's oh, true. I've been thirty six years, and I mean, <laughs> now, sister, you would not, uh, you would not, um, for sure, work over here. Um, before we start to wrap things up as well, um, we've got to ask you as well. Uh, obviously, your partner Sonny Kiss, you must be very proud at the moment of AW. Yeah, he's he's absolutely killing it. Like you know, I mean, his his talent speaks for himself. He's doing awesome. Yeah, I remember when uh, AW first started, we were sat in the pub, and when he got signed, I mean, it was Callum said to me, he's like, Sonny Kiss is all elite. He was so excited, and it's uh, it's awesome to see, just to see Sonny kicking ass. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's it's big picture. It's it's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely huge. Everything that, not just Sonny is doing, but everyone, all of us are doing, like making waves in a, in a human rights kind of way it's absolutely, absolutely. yeah and it's not lost on any of us you know like yeah. big and he's he's absolutely leading the charge like he's the man absolutely is one of the, the the best parts of uh dynamite of the last year has just been seeing the evolution of sunny from someone which people didn't really might not have been familiar with but now somebody that people look forward to seeing on a weekly basis so uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what the future holds, especially for, for Sonny and yourself, because it sounds like the sky's the limit for both of you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I'm thoroughly loving it. Sonny and I've got Sonny and Joey Janella are one of my favorite <laughs> things. I, mean, I, I absolutely love it. I really such do. an oddball tag team, but I love it. Like You wouldn't imagine the team together, but it just works on so many levels. Right. 
<laughs> but um, obviously, Killian, um, before we let you go, is there anything you want to plug? Merchandise, social media? Um, yeah, check out my Pro Wrestling Tees store. Um, just Pro Wrestling Tees. Search up Killian McMurphy. I'll be the first thing that pops up. Um, follow me on Twitter at the Shooter KM. Killian McMurphy on Instagram. If you're a video game fan, tune in to Arrows to the Knee. It is our podcast that we don't drop as often as we should. We're not as professional as you guys, but we talk all the time. <laughs> We've never been no. called professional before. <laughs> you are significantly more professional than us. We tried to drop an episode two weeks ago and realized none of us were even recording. So you guys are head and shoulders above <laughs> us. We all do it. <laughs> we're, we are that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to us, I think, isn't it, Callum? Legitimately, we've never been called professional, so thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. That's great. I mean, if this was a video, um, all you'd see, Killing is my cat walking back and forth, getting in the shot. I mean, we're, we're anything but pro. <laughs> it's all right. I'll be, on, I'll be on Zoom calls, and my dog will start, like, hacking constantly. Yeah. He's got yeah. some, like in between me and the computer of all other places to do in the entire apartment he chooses this two-foot area it's kind yep. of mine and only when you're recording as well exactly exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah. no if you if if you're a elder scrolls fan or a bethesda games fan or just a video game fan in general yeah look up arrows to the knee and you know i guess i guess that's about it watch camp leapfrog things that go bump in the ring I'm checking that out as we speak, and I'll give you a subscribe and a follow. Awesome, awesome. Appreciate it. I mean, I'll subscribe, Killian. I'll be honest with you, I can't turn the computer on, but I will happily subscribe to give you that, that one more subscription. <laughs> boop, boop. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, yeah. now, man, we really, really appreciate your time. Uh, obviously, we'd love to get you back on at some point, um, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I wish you nothing but the best. Um, wherever it is you are heading to today, um, we uh, we wish you nothing but the best, man. We really do. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, guys. I'm heading up to parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Great, fun. Man. Thank you, guys. Had a blast. You too. We'll, we'll See you later. Thank you, man.